Okay. Welcome, all of you, for the opening of this school year. It's the 25th year that we start today. And you will be Generation 13, a group of 40 students, 24 girls, 16 boys. And you come from 24 different countries. It's many, although there is a clear majority, almost I must say one of four of you is French. <laughs> we have three Belgians, two Polish, two from Poland, two from Tunisia, two from Brazil, two from Finland, two from the United States, and one from many other countries, from about 17 other countries, one person. <laughs> Every three years, 1,000 young dancers from all around the world audition for parts. The School for Contemporary Dance in Brussels, directed by Anna-Theresa de Keersmaker. Every three years, only 40 youngsters can start in the training program. What they share is that they are 40 talented movers, with an eagerness to learn and a generosity to the world and to each other. But they also carry many differences. Some have danced their whole life, while others only started a couple of years ago. Some have spent long hours in a ballet studio wearing tutus and leotards, while others spend their free time mostly doing hip-hop in the streets of their hometown. Some have already traveled half the world, while others took their very first flight abroad when they came to Brussels. Anna Teresa is our general director of the school. And I ask her to address a word to you. I'm very happy that you will spend with us hopefully three years, that's the plan, to find out what dance is going to be in your life, in your relationship to the world. I do think that dance is the most contemporary art of all, because what's more contemporary than our bodies? Be patient, so you will go quickly. Dare to be disciplined and anarchistic. Be on yourself and be with this community of people. You will be far away from there where you came from, from your environment, from your friends, parents, family, from the food. Um, I wish you a lot of uh, inspiration, strength and desire to go that path. Yes, thank you. My name is Delphine. And I've been working as a sociologist in the field of dance for 15 years now. I've come to know parts as an exceptional place teaching exceptional dancers. And yet, they're also just a bunch of youngsters sharing excitements and disappointments, friendships and loneliness, and long, long hours working in the studio. I wondered if I could get a closer understanding of the changes these youngsters go through both as individuals and as artists. I'm also curious about the group. What happens when young people from all over the world come together to form a small and very diverse community, with and across all their differences, 
so I decided to document the journey of five of the students at PARTS, all through the three years of training. There is Renato from Hungary. This school is more about the process and not about the results. Zoe from France. What is a natural body and how can I manage my dance with it? Marlon from Brazil. The class is hard to learn English, it's hard, but no exists anything more hard than to live in favela, so... Kia from New Zealand. I just had this overwhelming sense of appreciation for how talented everyone is. And Eleni from Greece. We were tired and it's only October. It's really nice, actually. Three times a year, I sit down with them for a long talk. And in between, they keep me in tune about their everyday life through voice notes on their mobile phones. You can get to know the background story of each of them in a separate portrait. I recommend you to listen to them before we embark on this trip, as you will have a better understanding of what they go through. But if you're too eager to jump into this episode first, you're also welcome to do so. So now, we're at the beginning of the first school year. It's October 2019 when I interview the students for the first time. This is the story of Zoe, Kia, Renato, Eleni and Marlo. This is the story of generation 13 of Parts. Alright, let's do this in three groups. A day at parts would be starting with yoga at 8.30am and then technique class, so contemporary, and then a ballet class, and then lunch, so we have macrobiotic lunch, and then... In the afternoon, we have a three-hour block. Then we have our academic classes for the moment. Dance history, music analysis, performance analysis, anatomy, composition class, rhythm class, and Alexander Technique. And our day finishes at 5.30, but we always have something to do in the evenings, like rehearsals or... We just stay at school because it's nice. And the school closes at 10, so we have all the time to do whatever we want. And let's do a bit of... um, So we go... This school is more about the process, to find the way how you can work and not about the result. If you want, wish to be a choreographer, you can be. If you want to be just a dancer, that you can also be. If you want to be a physiotherapist, you can be. Because they are providing so many things and it's up to the person what that person is going to do with that mess of information. Something that I find to be specific to parts is the 
attention to theoretical subjects or a lot of importance placed on like kind of the holistic approach to being an artist. So it's more than just, yeah, being a body moving in space, but how do you think, how do you analyse, how do you communicate, especially with the people around you? Everything is pre-scheduled. <laughs> Everything and like we we know what performances we're going to see in December and what is the actual schedule until Christmas and I wasn't used to it but it feels more that you are in a school that they know what they're doing. I feel that there is no hierarchy. There is an audition every three years, so there is no one year, second year, and third year. So as a new one and the old one, first it changed everything for me. And between uh, the teacher and the students, uh, we have like guest teachers. So they come for one month and a half and then they leave. And we are here for three years. So we are more in our place than the teachers. The school is not about the teacher. The school is about the students and how the students can build a school. I was a bit hesitant about the macrobiotic kitchen. After the audition, I wasn't like convinced about whether I was going to like it. But I must say that I have come to look forward to it. We had a, a session talking about like some of the principles behind the macrobiotic and I found it so fascinating. They source local as much as possible. The uh, vegetables and fruit that we eat is seasonal. It just makes life so much easier and enjoyable to have like your food cooked for you. I really like about some things. It's really stronger for my taste and I'm trying step by step but in general, it's, wow, really, really, really good. I don't know how this food gives me so much energy and healthy also, because I feel my body changing. I feel loose kilos. I feel very light. Always I feel that I'm really tense, but now I feel really free for everything. If you have to do some work, you are able to do it. I feel like it was nerve-wracking coming into a situation of, you know, 40 different people from literally everywhere in the world. But I feel like everyone just came in with this sense of openness and willingness to share and, like, excitement at this, like, new journey that it's been so easy to slip into friendships that now that I think about it are crazy that it's only been two months 
Um, the first day was very, very weird because I arrived at the school and I was like maybe 30 people um, just in front of the school. And I say hello to everyone and everyone is so enthusiastic about meeting everyone. So it's like, hey, hello. Oh my God, you are beautiful. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, it will be tiring <laughs> to speak and to be also smiling and but it was okay and for the for the moment it's a it's a bit weird because I feel very alone not in a bad way but I I like everybody uh, but I don't know them very well and they they don't know me so when I'm when I feel someone is is sad or I don't know how to act and when I'm sad I don't know how to act also because I I don't want to disturb and so you, you're a bit lost between everyone. I think that right now we're in a place where we are figuring out with whom we want to hang out or not. But yeah, it's really early to tell. It's just, I think we need time also to to understand a bit more each other. There are some people that are closer to to other, but no, there are no cliques, and we're all a big group of people. It is really hard to determine my favorite class, but if I have to choose one, I would say the performance analysis, which is a really, really great time to reflect to yourself as an artist, to, to the cultural context around us, and also to meet other opinions in the room. The most difficult class for me is performance analysis. The classes are not on my native language, so it's hard to express opinions really fast. We have rhythm class, rhythm practice, which is the most hardest for me. Since as a dancer, I don't really have a rhythm sense. I'm really struggling with it, but every class is a kind of tool that you can pick it up. Every class has a different purpose and you can use in different ways. My favorite class is contemporary. <laughs> For now, it was a technique class. I think that they somehow wanted us to be in the, at the same level and make sure that we all have like the same uh, basics, like how to stand, how to fall, and then we can go on and do other things. I just love technique class. Just an hour and a half of ballet or contemporary giving 100% into like moving and physicality and exploring different ways of approaching an exercise just makes me very happy. So I would have to say my favorite class is just dancing, just moving. For the moment, ballet is the most difficult class for me because I need to unlearn everything I learned before. Like you have a lot of habits in your body, in your mind, in your way of judging you or seeing you in the mirror or 
Because we are in a contemporary dance school, the ballet class is, is different because your goal is not to be on stage with point shoes and tutu and to do it very well. The goal here is just to understand how it could be good for the body also. And it's something that I never, never, never think about. And now it's more like, okay, what is the natural body and what is my natural body and how can I manage my dance with it? And I think ballet changed my my life, really. With ballet, you can change your life. How you walking on the street in your home, how you stand up, how you lay down. It is for to be ready for dance. I will give an example. Maybe it's easier to understand. In ballet, we have uh, the really bad habits to lock the knees, to have very long leg and very, like, a U. So I, I was used to do that a lot, and that's why I have also knees problem. And she just came, like, maybe after the first week, and she told me, try to never lock your knee. But it's a really simple correction. But I was very confused because I couldn't. And after two, three weeks, I was like, thank you so much because my knees are not hurting anymore. And um, I feel so big also when I dance because I'm not locked. I'm not close into my, my feet or into my knees. Uh, something that I've found the most profound in the last seven weeks has been my acceptance of going back to basics So feeling like it's all right to strip back everything and just go back to the bare minimum of movement and really use knowledge that I previously have from my previous training, integrate it with new knowledge and being okay with kind of just going back to baby steps and slowly building back up. I love I love singing class. Before I became dancer. My dream, it was, <laughs> it was to be a singer, very famous singer and dance at the same time. But before I said, I don't have a good voice. Now after parts, I say, I don't know how to use it, my voice. So I'm learning. I just, I just feel me free in that class. We don't have a lot of free times except during the weekend because during the week sometimes I, I work in parts uh, on the evening but after I eat and I sleep. Yeah, the last two months every weekend was an opportunity for you to catch up yourself. So that was the time when you should find the topic of your solo work, of your personal work because in this year we don't have any time inside the curriculum. So everything you have to solve after the school. I'm working dancing kids every Saturday since um, September, August, I don't know. 
as a student jobs and yes it's good because it helped me a lot to manage my financial life here because I have the scholarships but uh, I have to pay the school I have to pay my rent and I have to eat I have to go to performance I have to have fun <laughs> yeah so I need to take some extra works When we go out, we go to this place uh, in Saint-Gilles. And one day, I think it was the first week of our training cycle, and Victor, he said, I will go there for some beers if anyone wants to join. So everyone went there. And since then, every Friday, we go to this place. <laughs> and we're like, yes, we will go for a beer and then go dancing. But we always go for a beer and then sleeping. <laughs> Because we're tired, yes. Every Friday, I just go out and forget everything that I did during the week. And because it is so much information and I need to refresh a little bit. I go to the clubs, drink beer, because Belgium has the best beers in the world. Fries and beers. And also... I like to go in the two places of drag queens. It's Le Cabaret de Mademoiselle and Chamama. I really like just walking around the city like Complace and I, I love walking down the street and hearing different languages. I find that very fascinating. Like back home, it's just everyone speaks English. Oh, Brussels, it's amazing. It's beautiful, really. For somehow I remember favela. Inside of Trump, we have a lot of people from a lot of parts of the world. And in favela, it's like that. You heard like a seven, six language in the same time inside of the Trump. And I think this is incredible. We are so different, but we are together. Something that I don't necessarily like is... I think it's more to do with the people, this approach to, like, women. Or, like, when you're walking down the street, like, oh, mademoiselle, like, bonsoir, whistling, catcalling, hate that. <laughs> so, yeah, just things like that that don't normally happen back home. Yeah. In April, when I find out that I, I got accepted in parts, of course, I was so excited. And I was excited until the, the minute I came here. So I never realized that I was leaving Greece, uh, my friends, my family, my home. So when I got here, I was so freaked out. You are in a place, but you you don't realize that you you actually moved here and that that is your home now. And you know that the life in, in Greece is keep on going and everything, it's how you, you left it. But when you go back, everything is changed because you're not there anymore. So 
yeah, you're just a visitor. And that kind of freaks me out. It is a really great opportunity to be in a school which provides you an international group. But in a way, it can be really, really hard sometimes because I'm the only one from my country. So it's like I'm just missing that I, I could speak on my language. Sometimes I have this this really homesick feeling and yeah, I'm trying not to think about it that much. I miss a lot Brazil. I start to feel, to miss my mom, her food, her cuddle, her love, her voice. The way how we discuss in Hungary, it's really hard because if you tell your opinion to someone, someone is going to understand it as an offensive against him, her. When I come here, I thought this is going to be really easy because I don't like the the way how that culture expresses itself. And it worked. It worked until the first months, end of the first months. And after it, it became harder as I, I was homesick, I think, in the last two and a half week. I FaceTime with my with my parents, with my dad every Sunday. <laughs> and after parts I speak on the phone with my mom and to tell her about my day. Normally every day I'm calling my parents. I speak to to all my friends. It's I don't have someone that I don't speak to. And I really hope that this is not going to change. <laughs> Say it's 10 a.m. here, it'll be 9 p.m. in New Zealand. So there's like a couple hours in the morning. On the weekend, it's a lot easier. There's a, quite a few hours gap where we can talk, but on school days, it feels very rushed in the morning to try and speak to them. And so I can speak to them in my night, but it's their morning, so they're getting ready for work and school, so it's rushed for them. So it's, yeah, weekdays are a bit hard. Weekends are better.
we were tired and it's only October. And that, that for me, it's, it's really nice actually, <laughs> because it means that we are working so hard and it's only October. <laughs> I like that. Every day when I wake up, I just say I'm on the right way, really. I just need to study. Study and work, but I have working the school, it's so easy. So I, I did my life so many things very hard. And the class is hard to learn English, it's hard, everything is hard. But no exists anything more hard that to live in favela or come from favela. So it's day I, I realize I am the right way. I have to do it and I will do it. Last week, we all had to perform as a way of introducing ourselves to the school and to our peers and the staff. And it could be in any way, shape or form we wanted. And so I just had this like overwhelming sense of appreciation for the people who are in the school as well, like how talented everyone is and how vastly different people's interests or capabilities are and so having that last week um I think made everyone have the sense of like appreciation for being here Today is 2nd of November and I have just came back from the holiday. On the first day I have met with my company. The contrast between us was really, really noticeable and huge, so... The biggest difference was that when I arrived home everyone was so frustrated. Not because of me, because of their work, because of their lifestyle, because of their projects. So, basically, before I was the most stressful one, most frustrated one, and now I became the most relaxed and most calm one. I'm Eleni, and today is the 7th of November. Um... I'm, I'm in my room about to, to sleep and this week is coming to an end. I'm, I'm kind of nervous right now about all these things that are happening because we also, we had our first informant showing and I didn't participate it and I wanted to, but I wasn't feeling that confident of participating to this showing. And we have to work on our solo task. And yeah, there are a lot of things that that we need to do. And it's great, but it's it's a little like you you have many things to do. I'm Marlon. Today is twelfth of November. Now I feel my English getting better. 
now I understand pretty much more Boyana in the dance history. I really am more interested in what is she saying, and because now I I can understand almost everything. And when I don't know some words, now I feel more comfortable for ask what does mean that, what does mean that, and now it's really everything. It's more interesting for me. Hey, it's the way, and we are uh, the fifteenth of uh, November. It's like the first day that I feel that the magic of the beginning of the year um, start to live uh, little by little. You know, when you when you start to know the place, to know a little bit more everyone in the generation. So um, I started to be a bit bored. Hello. I am currently on a FaceTime call with my family and I thought I'd get them to say hello. Hi. 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 Yep, and I'm sure the dog's saying hi too. Okay, bye guys. Okay. Love you. Love you lots. Love you lots and lots and lots. Okay, love you, have a good day. You too, have a good evening. Okay. I know, you know. All right. Ready? Don't get too close to the board, it's away and we are the 28th of November. Today I was in front of the of the parliament, of the Flemish parliament, with five other friends of the generation, Nina, Victor, Antoine, Renato and Vladimir. Uh, we went there uh, with other artists um, to protest against the cut that has been made by the government and that... Um, And that made me realize that it will be very complicated to be a young artist in Brussels or in the Flemish territory. Because, yeah, they, they cut 60% of the project funding. Um, I'm very sad and very shocked about it. So um, I'm really trying to, to understand how, how can you cut 60% uh, when you know that a young artist will not be able to create. Oh yeah, one more thing about the weather. Wow, the weather becomes so, so, so cold. And now the, the day uh, starts more late. Like when it's 7.30, it is still dark. And when it's 5.30 p.m., uh, it's already dark also. So we have less day with light now. And this is so strange for me. And, well, I need to be strong because the Christmas is coming and I'm going to stay here in my house with Luis. We, we are staying here alone in the Christmas because the other three people that live with us they are living brushes and they go to stay with the fam with their families and we stay here because the ticket for Brazil it's too expensive and so we need to wait a little bit more yeah. 
Today is the 15th of December. Yesterday was the end of a really long last week before Christmas. We had workshops and it was really like a life-changing workshop for me, what I had. And I realized so many things about myself and I, I opened up and I connected with so many people I'm really, I'm really happy that I'm here. At this moment, I'm at the airport in Charleroi. Within two hours, I'm going to take off and fly back to my country, Hungary. The first time when I did it, during the audition, it was quite exciting. But slowly that excitement fades out. And now I feel like I stuck between two countries. At the same time, I want to spend more and more time with my friends. But from the other hand, I, I need to spend time with my family and I need to rest also. Hey, it's Zoe and we are the 24th of December. I am with my family in Clapier and um, we are in the, in the house of my great-grandfather and great-grandmother. Um, it's a big house where there is a, the big studios, artist studios of my great-grandfather, which is still here. And we are all living here together for one week. And it's a ritual that we do every two years. And I feel that it's a really strong base and I feel that it's my roots. I can feel it now very strongly when I'm here in this house with my eight cousins and with my, with my mother, with my grandfather and with my, my uncle, my aunt and everyone. Merci pour ce beau repas. And so, we're at the end of the first semester at school and of this first episode of the series. After two weeks of well-deserved rest, the students will be back in Brussels to continue their program. An ever-tight schedule with new classes like contact improvisation, theatre and foresight technique. And also the real start of working on the solo that the students have to make by the end of the year. Little did we know that the new coronavirus, which has by now already broken out in Wuhan in China, would start its tour of the planet, and that it would touch the heart of the performing arts and upset the life of the school and its dancers. We just learned today that the school is going to close. Some people were like panicking, like, okay, I have to go home because the border are going to close. I'm really worried about my country about my family, about my mom. Who thought that you couldn't be able to touch anyone and for dancers especially, 
it's a really physical uh, connection. Subscribe to Generation 13 if you don't want to miss anything from the series. Are you a fan? Leave a review and help other people find their way here. Generation 13 is a podcast of me, Delphine Hesters, and has so far been made possible thanks to the generous support of Parts, Concertgebouw Brugge, Kai Theater, Stuk, etc. en de Vlaamse Gemeenschapscommissie in Brussel. Nele Eekhout is my coach. Mixing was done by Brecht Plasgaard. The theme music was composed and played by Carlos Garbin. The visuals are designed by David and Duiver, based on drawings of Jean Collin and Kilian Madeleine. Many thanks go out to the amazing team of parts, to all the students and the teachers who trusted me into their classrooms and studios, and to Annelies van der Roost, Sophie Palmers and Theo van Rompuy for early feedback and support. Mm-hmm.